So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about how to grow a LinkedIn network, one that is niche and really great for your for your community and as, as a mortgage broker. So let's dive right into it. You're listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland, the show that helps mortgage brokers create impact and income by mastering content marketing. Let's, let's dive, dive straight, straight into, into it. it. Oh, yo, yo, welcome back. Like I said, in this episode, we are going to be looking at a question that's been submitted by Russell Mags. And Russell says, any top LinkedIn tips for building a niche network? And um, guess what, Russell? I do have some top tips to build a LinkedIn network for you. And we're going to be doing it. I'm very excited. LinkedIn's a funny one. So first of all, let's just kind of unpack. uh, Let's just unpack LinkedIn a little bit and just kind of... um, Gosh, I'm pressing all these different buttons here while I'm trying to trying to produce my show. Um, let's just unpack LinkedIn a little bit and go through it. So first thing is LinkedIn is really, really good. Really, really good to um, generate leads, especially as a broker, especially as a protection advisor, depending on your niche. And that is up to you as to how you want to pick it. Um, two of my clients, so Carla Edwards, protection parent, absolute crushes it on LinkedIn. Another one of my clients, uh, Matthew Chapman, Matt Chapman, um, who's the business protection specialist, crushes on LinkedIn. So it is a very good platform to make content on and to um, to do successful. You just have to know, um, but it all comes down to the, the people you have. So let's break down these steps. These are my bullet points I've got for this episode, my notes. So the first thing I put here is stop following brokers on LinkedIn. So don't, if you are a mortgage broker, you're a protection advisor, you're an IFA, stop following other IFAs, protection advisors, mortgage brokers, because they are not your client and they're not going to buy your service. And this is the issue that most people have with LinkedIn is that it's traditionally a platform that people use for that. So they, they come along and all they do is they, you know, they just use it for, for, um, for that. They use it for, for networking. And then they wonder why they don't get any business from it because their whole, you know, 500, 200 for whatever um, net connections are all other people in the industry. Not very good. It's good for me because when, then when I decided to start working for, after being a broker, then I started helping brokers. I had a really great network of people. <laughs> but most of you, the mor- other mortgage brokers are not going to probably do mortgages with you. So that's not a good idea. So stop following other mortgage brokers. Stop connecting with other mortgage brokers. Re- think that through. You can unfollow them if you want. Um, you might want to stay connected to them. There's a difference between connections and followers. We, we spoke about this in some episodes previously about cleaning up your social media. So make sure you check that out. But that's the first thing to do. The next thing I would do is get really clear on who your ideal client is on LinkedIn. So who is your ideal client? What are they? Who are they? What do they do? What is their job? Most importantly with LinkedIn, what is their job? What is their profession? Now, if you ever wonder about how to find your ideal client, there's so much stuff you can do with that, but you need to know that. And this is where you'll see so many people talk about, put my phone back on charge. You see so many people talk about this when they're like, when people will say things like, oh, niche doesn't matter. Niche really matters when you're trying to target people because you can't, we can't, you know, grow your, your niche, your network niche, build a really strong network niche if you've, you know, a niching network, sorry, if you haven't got a niche. And so you've got to get uncomfortable and get really clear on who that person is. So for me, it's mortgage brokers, IFAs, that type of stuff. Is it NHS? Is it like, you've got to know. And um, you've, you've just got to kind of go on a, a discovery mission until you can find that, really. There's no really other way around that. You've just got to do it. So once you know who your ideal client is, then you you can start to find them. 
Now, once you've got that, we move into the other two, the next two kinds of things. Identify the key players. So every single niche is going to have a key player. And LinkedIn, identify who those key players are in that niche. Identify that person. So like I've said before, I, um, let's say take Carla Edwards, Matt Chapman, both heavy hitters on LinkedIn, both clients of mine, which I'm very proud to say. And those guys, if I wanted to work with them, now previous, like obviously I've worked with them now, so I'd work with them. But but if I wanted to work with them and they weren't my clients before, I would have identified that if I want to work with people in the protection industry, these people are the people who have influence in their space. That's very important. It's very important to understand. In your niche, who has influence? So let's say NHS. NHS, on LinkedIn, there are going to be nurses and doctors who have real influence. They talk about things to do with their industry. They, they, and, and these are what I would class as key players. Sometimes in um, Seth Godin's book, Idea Virus, he talks about, um, he calls them, uh, what does he call them? Um, I think he calls them power sneezers. Because it's very like as in someone who has a lot of a lot of clout. So identifying who these key players are in your niche very important on LinkedIn. The other thing you want to do is identify your niche hashtags. So what hashtags are those key players using? And that's what I would be looking at. What hashtags are those key players are using? And making a, a record of them. When you make a record of these hashtags, what's going to happen is you'll have you should have a list of maybe five, ten, fifteen people who you who are key players. I personally would probably get seven. I would do seven, maybe all five, five to seven. And then I would find the the hashtags that are being used and I would get five to seven of those hashtags. So that would be the next thing. From there, the final thing I would do is spend time each day engaging with those key players and those hashtags. So what would I do? I would have a person that I would engage with. Um, I, would, I would engage with that person's content every single day. So I'd make sure I engage with every piece of content that comes from those key players whenever it comes out that day, it would have a list and of those people's five, seven, whatever you want, you can do 10, 15. And I go down the list. Have I commented on Matt's content? Have I content commented on Carla's content commented in and got involved in their, in their content? Then I would, and then I would pick a hashtag and I would go through those hashtags. And so I would pick those hashtags. I've got five to seven and I would go through those hashtags and I would comment on those hashtags and I would go on top I would vary, I would alternate, this is how you can do it in different ways, I would alternate from top, like top sourced, which is the, the top content in that hashtag, and then I would go to click on it, drop it down to recent, and I would comment on the recent. Bear in mind, the recent is people who aren't going to be as, have as much clout. Top is going to be where the most people are, recent is where the, the people who are just trying. Now, I would alternate between those. Do this for a long period of time, and it'll work but you've got to try and find that niche audience and become part of it. And what will happen is if you do that over time, you know, you are able to really get that kind of, um, yeah, you just will get, you, you'll start to, to, to see who these people are and they'll start to see you and they'll gain, you know, they'll gain a connection understanding that you are someone they need to take notice of. Pardon the interruption, but we wanted to make sure that you follow Ash on Instagram for exclusive and behind-the-scenes content. Now, back to the show. So what I would say then is, as an, as an episode takeaway from all of this stuff, is that LinkedIn can be a really powerful um, marketing tool, networking tool, but you need to be strict, you need to be focused, and, and give it enough time. 
LinkedIn is all about the engagement. It's all about staying on it. And it's not about what you post. It's about the, the comments and the engagement you make with those people. If you pair that with good content strategy, so you're doing a good outreach, you understand who those people are, and then you are doing a good content strategy of demonstrating your competency, your 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 expertise in your specific area, those two things together will make LinkedIn an absolute gold mine. But if you are just putting content out there on LinkedIn and then adding everybody because everybody's a client or connecting with all the people in your industry, then LinkedIn is a dud. You're not going to get anything from it like at all. Nothing's going to come from LinkedIn if that's how you approach. So that is my takeaway with LinkedIn. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and I'll see you in the next one. Okay, bye. You've been listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland. If you've enjoyed the show, then be sure to leave a review and share it with a friend right now.